Welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is Michelle Bader sitting here with my friend and co-host Mark Massaro. Hey Mark, how's it going? Good, Michelle. What is happening with you? Well, I'm about 6.5 weeks from getting married. So dang, that's super. so crazy. I know, I know, I know. I'm so excited. And I just realized I asked you how it's going, and then I'm talking about me. So well, and I said good. That's it. <laughs> so I'm going to say good. This is what we usually do. I apparently okay. forgot. I forgot. You know? It's been too long since we recorded. <laughs> and then you say, so what's been up with you? So, oh, okay. So you want me all right. to keep going. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I is. want you to keep going. Remember the script? Yeah. <laughs> we have to have it all written out. Well, oh, wait, is it recording right now? It is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, Anyways. welcome to Widow Too Soon. Welcome. Sorry it's been so long, but Okay. So Joel just moved to the area about three weeks ago. So I've been a little consumed with like figuring out my new normal and like how to fit everything in. And so audience, this is my fault, not Mark's. Well, he was out of town a little bit too, but yeah, it was mostly me. So what's been going on? Um, having Joel live one mile away has absolutely changed my world in a wonderful, wonderful way. Mm, um, having awesome. like a life partner, like he helps pick up the kids and take them to school. He got new tires on my car. He cooks, he cleans, he builds things. I mean, I hit better be careful. There's gonna be women hitting Joel. Up. <laughs> I always tell him I hit the Joel pot. I'm like, it's not a jackpot, it's a Joel pot. It sounds weird, but like that's awesome. I'm like, you're so amazing. <laughs> and so it's it's been fantastic. And just having like another person to bounce ideas off of, and mm. you know, and then we're we're planning our wedding every day and doing those details and booking our honeymoon and and it's just like, it's so exciting. Um, I can't even put into words. Like we were talking earlier about how like my life is so different than three years ago right now. Three years ago right now, um, Luke had a few months left of life and just, it was a stressful, hard place. And um, it's just crazy to be on the other side of this. In fact, I was talking, sometimes people don't, you know, like think about how this impacts. I was talking to these moms the other day and I was telling about the the wedding plans and they're like, oh, it's so fun for you. you get to do all these plans at our age, you know, 29, you know? And then right. my mom's like, yeah, I've been married for like 25 years or something. And I was like, well, I had to go through a lot of hard things to get to where I'm at. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. But it was just like, they just didn't think like, yeah, I didn't choose. Yes, it's fun having another wedding. All that stuff is fun, but I didn't choose to be here. And I don't, it's if in case they're listening, wasn't upset about it at all. Um, it just was one of those moments that it was just like, sometimes I think people forget what we've been through. Like, like well, of course they do. Cause they didn't go through it. Exactly. So it's not going to be at the forefront of their mind. Yeah. And so um, anyways, I am so happy. Um, we're looking for churches together. We think we found one yesterday that we absolutely loved. The worship was great. Message was great. <clears throat> and they're very interested in my nonprofit. They don't have a grief ministry. And so I told them about um, widow goals and they're like, we need to talk. So I'm very excited about the possibility of That's having a great. church to implement. Yeah. Implement this into um just a lot of great stuff going on. Uh, Peyton, my youngest, had his 15th birthday yesterday. So that was crazy that my youngest is 15. I didn't actually have any grief. I did last year on his birthday. I remember that. Um, I mean, just a little, you know, a little bit of sadness. And I was looking at pictures in the morning, just like, oh, I'm remembering the day and Luke was there and all this stuff, but not like big grief. And he didn't seem to have any grief either. Um, so I think, you know, it's our third round of everything third time mm. without Luke. And so it, it doesn't hurt like it used to. Um, yeah. And just a lot of, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, mostly it's been like everything with Joel here and then just, it's so fun. He comes to all my family events. He, it's just been an amazing blessing to have in my life. The kids are doing well with him. Like they, um, you know, it's still not normal. And I, you know, my youngest, I was talking the other day. So he has this habit of like, you know, we all have dinner together. We do our evening routines and like kids usually go to the room, do homework or play games, whatever they do. And then um, Joel stays until like nine or 10, we watch shows and hang out and then he goes home. And I've noticed that my youngest, he will not come downstairs until Joel leaves. And I'm like, why do you do that? Like you can come down anytime. And he's like, it's just weird. 
and he's like, it's just weird for me. And he didn't really say much. I go like, because I'm with somebody other than daddy. He goes, yeah, that's weird. Like, it's Mm -hmm. still hard for them that, and then he just keeps saying to me, it's just weird that you're getting married. And I'm trying to get this, you know, 15 year old boy to explain what weird means. And the only word he'll give me is weird. And I'll say, that's understandable. Like I would feel that way too. Um, if I was, yeah, a kid. it's hard. It's gotta yeah. be hard. Yeah. And so they like him, but yeah, it's still weird. Um, actually Joel had a conversation, a one-on-one conversation with Haley the other day, which I thought was great because he was taking her home from somewhere. I wasn't there. And he just kind of asked her how she was feeling. She said, she's doing okay, but she doesn't like change. And, um, and then she was like, I don't like talking about my feelings, <laughs> but at least like they opened that door to start talking and she was able to be honest that she doesn't like change, but she's doing good. And, um, you know, it's been a little hard for the kids because we've been like rearranging furniture downstairs, buying new things, like trying to like put our two tastes together because we're trying to make it a home. He's going to live here and like six and a half weeks we'll be married. So mm-hmm. that's been hard too. They always come in. Haley's like, I don't like it. I'm not coming downstairs anymore. Or I'm going to come down less or something like that. When we just rearranged mm-hmm. the furniture and got new lamps. And she's like, there's so much change. And I did have to ask him one day to slow down on the changes. Like, let's just give the kids a moment to like get used to this change. Just like things mm-hmm. like the way we were moving things around and cleaning the kitchen and getting rid of stuff. And they're like, we can't find anything. Where's this? You know, but it's all good. It's just part of the journey. And so all of that to say, like, I'm trying to remember the last three weeks since we podcast, it's been a whirlwind. It's been amazing. I'm very much looking forward to the future. Um, I also became a certified grief recovery method specialist. That's my official name. I'm doing my first pilot um, session tonight with my first person, and it's taking them through this book. I'll be sharing more in the future, and it'll be something that I will be certified to do and hopefully help some of you listeners. Um, So that's been really exciting to find something that's not just sharing your feelings about grief. It's actually a method to recover. It's scientifically proven. And so that is something that I've never seen in grief, you know, grief work. So very excited about that. So that's a lot about me. Share what's going on with you, if you would like. That's awesome. See how, <laughs> see how we do that? That's great. Yeah, we so do. Mark, I remembered. I remember. Oh, <laughs> okay, Michelle. Okay, it's funny you it. should ask. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So first of all, I just want to say, I don't think anybody, because we talked about that Joel was on his way. I don't think anybody was expecting a episode from us <laughs> anytime soon. Yeah, so I don't busy. think anybody's surprised that you've been busy, you know? Um, and uh, well, you know, and it's, so what's been up with me? Okay. I went to California, California, love. So it was, uh, it was really cool. Um, it was a very interesting trip because, you know, I've been, I haven't been to California since I left. Right. Um, well, wouldn't that always be the case? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Which was, I haven't been there since I moved. When did you move? I don't even remember. Almost a year ago. Okay. I'm almost at one year. I've almost wow. been in Tennessee for a year. Hmm. Um, and, uh, so it was, you know, I, I hadn't been back there since I moved. Um, and it was very interesting because it was like, I, there, it's just, I don't know here. I'll just explain it. So something yes. I loved so much about moving to Tennessee is that nobody knows me. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what happened. Right. Um, it's not, you know, I've mentioned that before in the podcast. It's like, I control the narrative. My, um, circumstances haven't followed me here. Um, and all that stuff. Right. And so I've gotten used to that and I do enjoy it. So I enjoy going to the grocery store and not, um, you know, being nervous that like people know who I am, and, right. um, you know, and they can make their own, I don't know. It's just a weird insecurity. I had, um, I don't expect anybody else to understand that or feel that same way, but I had this feeling. And when I lived in Southern California, that like everybody knew who I was everywhere I went, um, because it had happened to me, but from strangers, like I've mentioned in here before, strangers would, you know, um, ask me if I was that guy that lost his wife to cancer. And, you know, I just, uh, it bothered me. So anyways, I haven't felt that in Tennessee. I don't feel that in Tennessee. It's been great. Um, that being said, going back to California, I lived there for 37 years. There was a lot of familiarity. Yeah. Um, and I'm wearing an in and out shirt right nice. now that I got from California. <laughs> I got to have my in and out. Oh, nice. great. In and out, by the way, is coming to Tennessee. Tennessee? They literally followed me. That They're not so anywhere awesome. east of Texas. They have one location, I believe, one location in Texas. Maybe more. I, I could be wrong yeah, about that. Yeah, I went to one in San but, Antonio. 
Okay. I don't know. I think that might be the, I don't know. <laughs> I know they're in Texas, but that's as far east as they yeah. are. So out of all the states, yeah, east they knew. Texas, they heard. They picked Tennessee. I think it has something to do with the mass, you know, <laughs> migration from California uh, to maybe. Tennessee. Um, that they're like, well, people will already know what we are there. So, anyways, Perfect. enough about in and out. <laughs> um, so, but you know, there was something uh, very comforting about knowing my surroundings so well, not being the new guy. Like yeah. I know Southern California really well, right? Um, and I know how to get places. I know what this is. I know that is. I know the little, you know, you know, secret menu at In and Out. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk. Oh about yeah, that. yeah. I remember you talking um, about before. So, anyways, mm-hmm. trip to California was great. Had a good time visiting my in-laws. Really good time. Um, they uh, invited the whole family over, so I got to see most of the family, which was just awesome. It was so wonderful. And you ever, um, you ever been at like a big gathering? And it just goes really well. You just had yeah. a chance to like talk to everybody. Yeah. It was one of those. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I didn't get a chance to talk to so yeah. or whatever. It wasn't like that. I felt like I got some good one-on-one time with everybody. Um, so that was nice. And um so, anyway, so that was my trip to California. I could obviously talk about that much more, but uh for the sake of you know moving forward, um, <laughs> I am almost done with my GED. Nice. So close. So awesome. I passed language arts. So now I've passed science. Thank you. Social studies, science, and language arts. Language awesome. arts was not easy, even though mm-hmm. I like to write. Yeah. Um, I'm not like, you know, I didn't go to school to write or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I don't know, you know, and I, I only know what I've taught myself. So there's a lot of things I don't uh, know and understand. But um, I had to write a 45 minute essay. Whoa. Um, and, and then take like two, it was like a three hour test. So anyways, but I passed all I have left is math. Um, so I'm super stoked about that. And then, uh, another big thing is that, um, my friend Chris and his wife, um, well, I've, I've talked to Chris and asked him if it was okay. If I used his name, I never, um, asked his wife. So Chris and his family, um, are moving out here. Nice. That's like where you live. Like, yeah. Yeah, they, I just I just went and looked at a house for them. That's uh, so yesterday. cool. Yesterday when that. we recorded this, that's so, so fun. It was great. Yeah. Now you know they're they're coming here not just for me <laughs> or anything. You know they're they're, um, you know they also want to leave California for yeah. several personal reasons. Um and uh, but you know they, Chris and I became really good friends, and so you know, I, I would like to think that it has something to do with it, but, um, mm-hmm. that's but, so you know, great. I, I, you know, it was just, it's just neat to think about like having somebody, you know, that I'm so close with being out yeah. here close by. So that's, that's awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. So anyways, that's, that's, what's been up with me. I'm sure I could think of 20 other things. It's just been like a hot minute, Five but, uh, years. Yeah. you know, yeah. We've had some rain. What else can I talk about? No. <laughs> Brain. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, what, do we want to get into the episode? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So today's title is Grief Myths. Oh, I didn't wait for the drum roll. It's Grief yeah. Myths. Number one, time heals. So there's going to be a bunch of grief myths that we are going to bust. We're going to bust the myth. Myth busted. <laughs> Like the show Myth Busted. Uh, loved awesome. that show. I remember that. That was a that's a good show. I don't know if right? it's still on. I don't I know. Like that, show too. that was a good show. But anyway, so time heals. And I am guilty of saying this too. Mm-hmm. But I have learned in my grief recovery that that is number one of the number one myths people think time heals. Cause I would always encourage people like in my TikToks and different places, like I'm a year out, I'm two years out, it'll get better. We've said that a million times, it will get better. Which mm-hmm is true in a sense, but here's what I learned. It is not time. It is what you do with the time. For Very example, important distinction. Yes. And we might have said this in another episode, but you can always hear it again. Let's say you <laughs> broke your wrist, right? So you, you didn't go to the that doctor. Looks bro- I wish you all could see Michelle imitating a broken wrist right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never broken oh, That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, I can there tell. it is. There it is. <laughs> okay. So my wrist is broken. I don't go to the doctor. I don't get any help. I'm just like, I'll just go leave it and see if time heals. Well, guess what? It's going to stay like this. So I'm going to be permanently <laughs> my wrist. 
with this terribly broken. I mean, that's that is a broken, broken, broken wrist. Right there. Yeah. Or I break my wrist. I get the help I need. Ah. And I, I get the help. I do the things. I do what the doctor says. I keep it in the cast. All the things. The same amount of time, six months, a year, whatever goes by. I have a healed wrist instead of a broken. And your grief is the same way. Where your life is now, it depends on where you're going to be depends on what you do with the time that you have. And so the reason also, I believe you and I have moved faster than some people is we had anticipatory grief. Like we dealt with grief before a loved one died. Now, if you have a sudden death, it's a completely different story, but we knew our spouses were dying. And so we, we had some grief before that and worked through it. So some of the things, and then I'll ask you kind of what you did mm -hmm. to help you, because I, I feel like we're both doing really well for about two and a half years out. You're a little bit less than I'm a little bit more than that. So basically two and a half years since our spouse has passed away. Um, I definitely started um, working on grief before Luke passed away. I reached out to every widow I knew once he passed away and I wanted to know, does it get better? And they all told me it does. So I was trying to get community. We were both trying to be part of um, widow groups to con get connected with other people. That was so big to me. Um, I would have been doing personal counseling for like, I don't know, 10, 12 years or something. So I was doing that. And then I added in grief counseling. I did, um, eight months of grief counseling. It was all online because it was COVID. Um, and it was like once a week and it was kind of some of the same stuff that I do with grief recovery. So I was involved in doing that. Um, and then tons of other things. That's just to get us started. Those are some of the things that I have done with the last two and a half years. So I guess this is kind of a big question, but, and we did things differently. What are some things that you've done that you believe have helped your wrist or your grief mm -hmm. <laughs> to heal? <laughs> well, you know, that's such a, it's a, like you said, it is such it's a, a loaded question. question yeah, but, yeah. Um, I cried. That was it. Yeah. I just cried a lot. I cried I until there were no more tears to cry. Yeah. Um, but, One uh, last cry. so, well, do you know that song? One last no. tear. Brian Adam, Brian. No, no I've okay. heard of him for whatever that's worth. One last cry. That was like my song with like my 14 year old boyfriend. So I remember it. <laughs> Anyways. Wait, what, what was Brian Adam's other big song? Um, Do it for you. I do it. I would, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, Everything I do. do. From Robin Hood. You. Remember Robin, Robin Hood? Hood? Yes. That's Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Yes. Promise. Hmm. You're gonna have to look at right? <laughs> Take my life. Anyway. <laughs> Take my whole life too. You're switching gears, but yes. I would do a anything song. for love. <laughs> you are all over the place. <laughs> but I won't do that. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Anyways, I got So that's what I did. I, I listened to some meatloaf. That's who that was, by the way. <laughs> right. Um, but one last cry. Okay, cry. That's where we were. Oh, yeah, one last cry. So, okay. Well, <laughs> Bentley, good boy. Sorry, go ahead. So, um, okay. So grief, I, I believe grief. Let's see. How do I say this? Okay, there we go. Uh, grief comes from like longing and missing. Yeah. And so that was what was the hardest for me at first was like Lacey and I were best friends. And, um, I really longed for her and missed her. And that was like the hardest part for yeah. me. Also, um, you know, she wasn't in great physical shape when she died. Um, you know, and I mean, as anybody would imagine somebody dying from cancer, um, I couldn't look while she was sick. I couldn't look at pictures um, of her healthy because it just, I just couldn't. Well, when she died, I didn't want to look at pictures of her um, still sick. Right. So, you know, uh, sorry, I was a little distracted by something. I'm um, sorry about that. But, um, no, sorry. you know, I, so it was hard. So it was really hard. It was really, really difficult in the beginning. I like didn't want 
help. I didn't want to feel better. I mean, that's like the, the best way I could explain it. Like I didn't care about feeling better. I just wanted somebody to understand. Right. That's what I was longing for is I got so tired. Like I've mentioned here before, I got so tired of people saying, I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. Oh, I can't even imagine. That made me feel so alone. Right. Like I was like, gosh, why then? Why did this have to happen? Like if this isn't common, if nobody knows what this feels like, why did I have to go through? Why did Lacey have to go through it? You know? Um, so that was why I pursued uh, widow groups, grief groups, all that stuff on Facebook where I met you. Um, I was, I realized I was looking for somebody that understood. And so when I saw there was this whole community, right. Thousands of people, how many people were in that group? 7,000. Oh, something huge. like that. Yeah. The one where we met. Yeah. Um, there were, I think, 7,000 people in that group. And it was like, whoa, all these and new people joining every day yeah. and telling their story. And it was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of people out there that are mm -hmm. young, young and losing their spouses. So for me, that was where it started happening. But um, I really just, I felt God, like, you know, God says, if you, you know, lean into me, I will lean into you or something. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes. Yes. I can't yep. think of it right now. I'm drawing a blank, really? but yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, something like that. Or I know everybody out there is just knowing what I'm talking about. They're just trying to scream it to me right now. But um, anyways, that. But I felt like God was actually like reaching out to me. I felt mm -hmm. like he was coming to me in my time of need and was providing peace for me. Um, I kept feeling these like messages from him. Like she's with me. Mm -hmm. She's with me. She's my bride now. You don't have to worry about her. And and, you know, and so I think for me, it, it, it came from God's peace. God gave me peace. Um, he gave me this deep spiritual understanding that um, where Lacey is, is where I want to be. And right. that made me feel a lot of peace. But then for me personally, it was time, but it's like you said, it's what I did with that time. I spent a lot of time pursuing um, talking to you, uh, for mm -hmm. example, when we, when we we were like the only people we talked to, yeah. Um, because all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like this girl knows what it's like to lose her spouse to mm -hmm. cancer. Like right. I remember talking to you about medications. You're like, oh yeah, Luke Luke took that, and I'm like, right, oh, like, yeah. Most people don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. They're like, oh, I never heard of that. I never heard yeah, of that. I never exactly. Heard of that. You know, you understood. Uh, well, I'll just I, I don't need to get you know too graphic, but you understood right. all the stuff that I had walked through. And so, gosh, it was, it was just a journey. And to be honest, talking about it so much in this podcast has been really healing mm. for me. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, moving was healing for me, yeah, but moving. it was the pursuit of mm, healing that's good. that brought so much healing. Um, the pursuit of God, that brought so much healing that like literally yeah. asking God when I didn't want to, I didn't want to. And I asked God, like, please help me, like help me with this, you know? And, uh, I feel like he did. And so, um, prayer, you know, fasting. Cause I didn't, you know, it was like, uh, unintentional fasting. We'll just call it. That. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, I just, I don't care. I don't want to eat like whatever, you know, just this, uh, this feeling at first, right? You remember that? Like where just yeah. nothing mattered. Oh, You're yeah. like, I don't uh -huh. care. Like, I don't need to eat. What's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to die. Oh, well, like, right. that's just how dark it was in the beginning. Right. Well, you know, so anyways, that's, that's kind of my, um, start, if you will, to that, like that's, right. so I wanted to ask you something. So this is not quite on topic. Um, that's okay. but with, <clears throat> with, Joel, you know, coming there or yeah. whatever, like, like, first of all, has that brought you grief? Um, but second of all, mo like in the, the main question that I want to ask is like, um, how amazing is it? Cause I just picture it's so amazing to like have a partner in life again. Yeah. Like, what is that? What is that like? You know, I know it's not like, you know, I know you're not married yet, but just, you know, like you said, him picking up your kids from school, putting yeah. tires on your car, like that stuff. Like, what does that feel like? Cause I know, you know, even, even when, so you and I, even though we've only been, you know, widowed two and a half years, we haven't had a partner right. in a very <laughs> long time because of what cancer did to them. Right. So 
anyways that you get i'm sure you get the summary of my question yeah good question so first of all thank you this is what i do <laughs> nice <clears throat> first of all um i haven't really had grief just sometimes like this is weird like there's another now, how would you define weird right just like Peyton kept saying weird <laughs> this is Sorry. feels different than yeah, i'm used yeah. to and i'm First of all, I'm glad that I don't live in the same house that I did when I was with mm -hmm. Luke, because that would feel even stranger. But just even mm -hmm. things like I have a lot of pictures up of Luke. Um, and I did that purposely when we moved. And I think I talked to him another episode how I, I took down, um, there was just like one left that was just me and Luke, like an anniversary picture and just have family pictures up. But I also have like this wall that has this portrait that was drawn of him for our um, so his celebration of life and then like this memory in memory of him with all these pictures and I'm starting to feel it's mostly like the portrait that I feel strange because like Luke's looking at me sometimes um, like I just I just feel a little uneasy about it that I, I might want to move it um, I don't know I'm just, just that's the only thing that's been recently like I don't know and sometimes I'm just like what would Luke think you know like I have this new person in my life um, so it's brought up some strange emotions, but overall it's brought up like, whoa, this is awesome because Luke was sick our whole marriage. And so he couldn't go with me to most things. And so <clears throat> Joel's gone with me to all of these family events and he'll pick up the kids, which he just did right now. So I could do this podcast and like, he's able to do things that I know Luke and his heart wanted to, but he couldn't. And so I've experienced a whole new level of having a partner that I've never had in my entire marriage and we're not even married yet. And so it's been absolutely amazing. I think it's brought up some grief, like I was saying in my kids, you know, just having me with another man, um, but they're getting used to it. And it's just this like extreme joy. I have extreme joy every day when I'm like, Oh, instead of just FaceTiming, like Joel's going to come over this morning and, you know, and we're still like trying to take like date night once a week. Cause it's kind of like, we're in this routine where we're doing these things and these things, and we're still making a point to like go out on a date and do all these things. And it definitely feels different. I miss the excitement of like, you haven't seen each other in a month and then see each other. I miss that excitement, but I'd rather have him here every day. <laughs> oh, but I, I bet you don't miss the day <laughs> that he leaves. Oh no. that's You know, you're not going to see him for another month. You're like, yeah. oh, go, go. Please don't go. <laughs> Please don't go. I told him that the other day. I missed the excitement. He's like, do you want me to go away? I'm like, no, no. But he might actually have to go away and do some business stuff in Louisiana, which will be super sad. But then we'll don't have go away. Sorry. It was like the same song. Singing. I had yes. to. Yeah. Don't, don't go away. <laughs> Anyways. But I'm going to miss your love. The, the minute you, you walk, walk out, out that, that door. door. Please don't go. I think when we go around the on tour... <laughs> You know, like when people come to hear us do our podcast, they're also going to want to hear right. us sing. Yeah. And what's funny is the only reason I have the courage to do this is because nobody's looking at me. Right. Like, because it, it feels like I'm just like talking to my computer. Well, yeah, you are, <laughs> but I block it out when I sing. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. I'm just kidding. I'll sing, whatever. Yes, Got to so, give the fans what they want. I know they like our singing. Okay. So a couple things. Mark, so, Mark, Mark, Mark. Sorry. That was, that was my own thing. That's awesome. <laughs> so, um, yes, it's amazing. I wanted to also read the definition of grief from the grief recovery mm. handbook. You guys are probably going to hear me talk about this a lot because this is like my new favorite grief tool. But it's a great it resource. It is. It describes grief as, um, first of all, it says it's the most neglected and misunderstood experience, often by both the grievers and those around them. Grief mm. is the conflicting feelings caused by the end of or change in a familiar pattern or of behavior so anytime so the grief is anytime that your behavior like there's a change or a pattern you know in your pattern and so grief can be over something little or it can be over something big and so grief every single person has grief like everybody experiences mm -hmm. this in their life um so anyways i thought that was interesting that, that makes sense so it's not just from loss yes Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. And so you could be grieving over something small. You can be grieving something big. It doesn't matter. And the biggest thing that I want people to know from this episode is because I've said it, it will get better. It's true. If you do work now, if you stay in the same place and you never try to 
get better, you're not going to get better. You're going to have your broken wrist and it's not going to be good. And actually this book talks about um, how you have to, you have to accept responsibility for your healing. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They don't want to like, no, this isn't my fault. I shouldn't have to do this, but you have to take responsibility to get up every day and to push forward and to make your life better. And we've talked about this before, like in, like with all the different widow goals that you can do, like get out of bed, call on your tribe, um, find a hobby. Like you have to figure out what you can do. So more things that I did, you know, besides pursuing like professional help for me personally, that was amazing community. Um, I also found it was about a year, year after, um, Liv passed away, you know, Stacy, who's been on here, we became really good friends. And then we have another widow. So there were like the three amigos and we all hang out a lot and, that helped me to have two other widow moms about my same age, same age kids to totally get this journey. That was a huge thing. And we still get together once or twice a week as much as we can and go on walks. And they're part of my board for widow goals. And we have dreams together to help the widow community. Um, and then, yeah, finding hobbies, fun things that we also go line dancing, um, finding things that make you happy and that make, yeah, well, you know me line dancing. Yeah, I know it's, that was totally how you recovered. Yes, getting in the middle of line dancing. I just and went out clubbing and yeah. yeah. Side note, bachelorette party, line dancing. Woo, so excited. So excited. really? That's yes. Cool. Yes, yes. And I want like a cowboy hat and everything. It's gonna be super fun. Anyways, <laughs> that's my total side note. That's awesome. But um that first year it really um oh I know I, I wrote some notes down so I remember. But uh-huh. it's about, um, it's a really sweet time with God. I was just talking to a new widow. She's about a month into her, maybe two. And she just said, you know, she's going through all these things, but she feels closer to God than she ever has. And I remember that feeling of just that is like, a great feeling. God really takes care of the widows and widowers and has a special place in his heart for them. And I remember that like, yeah, honestly, I felt closer to God then than I do now because he was all I had. And it was such a special, sweet, intimate time that I cannot describe to anyone. Um, But I know other people get it because they have a similar experience of that, like being up all night, just crying. And I remember turning on the music and pretending I was dancing with God and like just so many different moments like that, that I would never have experienced if I hadn't been through this. And they were very, very sweet. And so I would say what you said too, pressing into God, that's huge, huge to your healing. So we have the whole spiritual aspect to, you know, recovering from your grief that they don't talk about in this book, but it's, it's like, it's about seeking God and letting him heal your heart where nobody else can and letting him give you the peace that passes all understanding. That verse is so true because people don't understand your peace. How, how are you peaceful right now? How are you joyful? You know, and it's, it's God's peace. And God also promises that he is close to the brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit. And when you lose your spouse, yeah. you're crushed in spirit. Like there's yeah. no other way to explain those are like the most powerful words. I think that explain it, your crushed in spirit and it's hard to go on, but he comes in and he does heal you. And so pursuing a Christian community, like other followers of Christ is really important who can pray for you and encourage you. Um, and if you're not involved in a church, I would recommend like, just go on Facebook, say, Hey, I'm looking for a church. Any recommendations or ask around people mm-hmm. will have, rec- that's, I ended up finding the church that we went to yesterday from one of my students. I was subbing and I was like, wait, what's that church you go to? Anyway, she invited me and we went and we love it. Um, there's places for you to plug into. And so that's huge to be able to get involved. And then I got invited to a women's Bible study on Friday, which I'm really excited about and just get connected. Cause that's going to help. But I think also keeping busy, but not so busy that you don't have time to feel your emotions. Cause you got to feel what we feel we can heal, mm-hmm. but have things on your calendar. Look forward to, I did a ton of like lunch dates and walking dates with all my friends. Like I was always planning a week ahead. Okay. What am I going to do this day? You know, this day, of course you got to work around work and all of that stuff, but always having the next thing to look forward to. That's something big. Mm-hmm. And, and then like trips. So for me, for the last year and a half, it's been trips with Joel. Like what's the next thing to look forward to? Um, but before him, it was trips with my kids or whatever, like little, little things in the next month. What can I look forward to in the next, like even break it down in the next week, in the next day, what is the thing I'm looking forward to? Like when you wake up and you think, you know, what's the thing? Cause you really need that in the beginning when you wake up and you remember your spouse passed away in the nightmare that you're facing, you've got yes. to then have something positive to focus on. Um, yeah. So yes. And more. you have to remember 
also that like you are learning a new life. Oh yeah. You're learning like everything. And so that's why I think, cause you know, a lot of this stuff would be a lot of the stuff you're mentioning would be important for passing time. Yeah. Um, but that's not our only goal, right? But the important thing about it, why you mention it, why it is so important is because we have to learn who we are again, Mm -hmm. because we are no longer identified with our spouse. We are, you know, for, um, for example, like I had to, like, I didn't have to worry about meals or grocery shopping. And I know, you know, most of our audience are women and it probably sounds silly, but like, that was really hard for me. And if you've listened to us for a while, you know that I've talked about it before. That was a really, really big challenge for me is to figure out how to grocery shop, how to feed my kids. They were so picky, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Now, like they're getting like, I'm cooking these kids like gourmet dinners, like all the time. That's awesome. I I figured it out and they're eating healthy and they're eating, you know, and I put it on the plate and I'm like, this is good food. I need you to eat it. You need to eat some. And they're, you know, they'll pick, oh, I don't want that. Well, Alexis has now started, like, she like found a bunch of stuff she loved. She's been cleaning her plate. Like, wow. And I'm putting like a lot of food on their plate, you know? So anyways, um, you know, but you, but I had to learn that. And so this is an important part of it. So somebody might think like, well, what does grocery shopping have to do with um, healing? What does grocery shopping and cooking meals have to do with your grief and how you got through it? And it was like, well, because that was grief for me. That was a huge thing for me. Yeah. You know, it might be, you know, for those of you ladies that might be mowing the lawn or, um, or maybe you did that anyways. I'm not, you know, assuming anything, but just saying like, um, you know, I think you understand what I'm saying. Maybe yeah. it was not your responsibility <clears throat> to, to think about changing the oil on the car. And now all of a sudden you're like, change the oil on the car. Like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't know what that is, you know? Yeah. To me, that's simple, but that's because that was my realm, right. you know? Um, and so we have to learn like who we are again, and that will help you heal. So that's the whole point I'm getting at yeah. is that, yes, time is not just going to heal. Um, for example, time wasn't going to teach me how to grocery shop, Right. going to the store and crying in the middle of the store, like a little baby because I can't grocery shop. Like nobody understands that. Like I still, I don't expect anybody listening to understand that, but me fighting back tears because I didn't know what I was doing in the grocery store. And I didn't, and I was like, I can't even tell you how much freaking food I threw away, Michelle and audience. Like I seriously, like I would go to the store, I would buy a bunch of stuff, like way too much. I'd get all excited. Like, I'm just going to buy a bunch of stuff. And then all of a sudden I'm throwing away all this like rotten food. (laughs) I've done it you know but it's it's a whole thing right you have to like learn learn how to do it and if it's not your thing it's not your thing so while somebody might make fun of me for that or feel like that's silly like I can rebuild an engine in a car yeah you know like so I'm not like you know dumb or anything but it just for whatever reason that brought me a lot of grief to try to grocery shop and to try to cook my kids dinner every night um it was really hard for me um but it wasn't time it was going for it and doing it and and yeah going through the things that you have to go through and so there obviously is um a certain degree of this where we have to give ourselves grace and understand that we've been through hell but there also has to be this other side of you that accepts like well i need to pick it up i need to i don't have the option to quit i'm not going to quit so all these people i don't know how you do it i don't know how you do it well because i don't have an option i have to do it so right. it's not time, it's intentional, um, you know, in, intentionally pointing yourself in the same direction of trying to get better, trying to get better, trying to figure this out, trying to get better. Um, it's okay to spend three weeks, a month, whatever you need in bed crying. But yeah. when you can get out of bed, it's time to start picking up the pieces, you know, and that's when you're ready. It's not, there's no timeline to do that. But you're not go like that's what Michelle and I are talking about is you have to utilize the time. You can't yeah. say that you're gonna be where we are in two and a half years. You could be further. You could yeah. be further along in your healing and recovery. But the point is is that you you have to utilize the time to help you. Like, so you want to start dating again? You're interested, you don't want to be alone anymore. That's what it took for me. I didn't want to be alone anymore. I didn't want to date, but I didn't want to be alone anymore. 
And so, but guess what? You have to go on dates. You have to start meeting people. You have to go through the really uncomfortable, uh, I'm (laughs) limiting what I want to say, you know, uh, you have to go through it, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, to realize like, yes, I'm ready for this. No, I'm not ready for that, blah, blah, blah. But like, you don't know. You have to go for it. You have to, to a certain point in life, you have to go for it. And um, God will give you the strength to do that. So that was, that was kind of the point I was getting at is um, with the, God gave me his peace too, is that like, yeah. he gave me the strength mm-hmm. to get up and go to the grocery store. And so yes. what? So I, I'll go in the, uh, you know, I'll go in the aisle where nobody is like the rice aisle or whatever, you know, like, and that's where I'll let out a few tears or whatever, you know, right. um, and, and pick up the pieces though and be like, all right, well, let's try again. I totally failed this time. You know, I caught my oven on fire a week after Lacey died. I thought I was like, man, we're doomed. We're doomed. Like, I, I was like, if it wasn't for my friend's wife, like, um, I would have burned down my house a week after Lacey died. And because um, I didn't know what I was doing. But you right. know what? Like, you keep learned. pressing forward and use yeah. your time wisely. Use your time wisely. Right. Anyway, I wanted to share another um, illustration about um, time heals and why it's kind of crazy. This, again, is from the Grief Recovery Handbook. It says, to illustrate the absurdity of waiting for time to heal, we ask this question. If you discover that your car had a flat tire, would you pull up a chair next to the car and sit and wait for the air to somehow get back into the tire? (laughs) Seems silly, doesn't it? Time itself does not heal. It is what you do within time that will help you complete the pain by loss. Like, I think that's just another way to illustrate what I said before. Like, it's... Can you drop your mic? Boom. Well, I'd have to pick up this whole thing, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Boom, drop, mic drop. So it's, and those aren't go. my words. I didn't like make that up. Like, in fact, I was under this myth until a little while ago, like saying mm-hmm. that it's time, but it's so true. You can see, you know, and now it makes more sense. The more widows I get to know, and you can see someone five years down the road, one year down the road, and they're like, like the five year, I've had people that are further down the road say, no, it doesn't get better. It's, it depends on what you do with the time. Like, hello, mm-hmm. why didn't I get that? Why didn't I know that? But there's so many, this book really shows you there's so many misconceptions about grief. And it's one of the like most undertaught emotions. People don't understand grief. Like the American public doesn't, the people grieving don't. Like it's something that we need to educate people on. And that's why I'm so passionate about our podcast and my new work with grief recovery. Like I want people to understand it. Like there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and how to use your like emotions and like use what's given to you to move forward in life. Like you can, your emotions can either work for you or against you as a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. I understand that, <laughs> but like <laughs> using everything to move forward and that this is your responsibility. So, okay. You get the flat tire and you're just like, I'm just going to wait. And you're like, I'm not taking response. Somebody else needs to fill up this tire. Like, I'm just going to say here, mm-hmm. but you've got to take the first action so maybe you need someone else like someone else is the air but you got to put the thing on the thing you know the thing I don't know how to explain it but you know I filled up tires before and you got to put the thing the tire pressure in the thing and then you know I'm pretty sure everybody knows exactly what you're talking about it, it's technically called a Schrader valve okay thank you for but, the uh, um, technical so when yeah, Luke was no. <laughs> really when Luke was really sick, we just had the tire to keep going down. So he couldn't fix it. So he just t- gave me this thing and showed me, I don't think he even showed me like how to gauge the tire pressure, how to put it there. And I had to fill up all the time. So I learned about tires, but anyways, like the, it sounds silly, but it's, it's like kind of thinking the same thing. Like, you know, grief didn't happen. I mean, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. My tire is flat. So I'm just going to wait until it fills up, but I'm not going to do anything. That's how some people I think perceive grieving. Like it's not mm. my fault. True, not your fault. Just like with the tire, but you got to get help. You got to ask yeah. somebody to be your heir. Like you got to get yes. some tools in your belt. Like yes, you got to get tools. Like people got to get tools. People got to get tools. <laughs> I, I agree. They got to get tools. I mean, you know. Oh, I yeah. I, I was thinking Dewalt and Snap On and you know all these. What are you talking about? Tools. Oh, those are tools. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. I bet Joel you know, knows. Tools. Knows tools. That's yeah. That's what you know when you say tools. That's what I Which, think. Which side I know note? You know. Side note. There's a new movie out called A Man Called Otto. It's about Tom Hanks, who is a widower. 
And um, the reason it's about Tom Hanks. No, it, it or is it's with Tom Hanks. It's with Tom Hanks. Sorry, oh. Tom Hanks. <laughs> sorry, he is a widower. It's actually okay. a really. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel and was going to clearly portray, um, but it it showed the the tools reminded me of it because in the movie this guy's like I need an Alvin wrench and he's like it's an Allen wrench anyways. But the whole thing reminded me of the movie, which I would highly, I do recommend this movie. Um, okay. PG-13, I think there's like a little swearing, but it's a super good message. And it inspired me to want to keep doing widow work because it showed how sad and desperate people can be after their spouse dies. Yes. And then like, I don't want to give away the whole movie, but like some good things happen and like he takes some responsibility and, you know, so anyways, highly recommend A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. And mm. it really... It just gave me a perspective of like, whoa, some people, cause he was older, he didn't have any kids, you know, they just feel so desperate when the person they've been with for like 50 years is gone. And it really, yeah. encouraged. well, I remember that. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. It, it's like, that was like the best way to describe it. It was like, this can't be real. Right. I remember just thinking that over and over, like this cannot be real. Like, oh yeah. Like this cannot be what just happened yeah. to our life. No, like it can't. I, I, I just can't, you know. So what does that mean? You know, and it right. was like, my kids are too young to have lost their mm. mom. But then it's like, but there's kids, like, even if kids are in their mid-20s or 30s, right. like it's always hurts. They're, they're yeah. too young, you know. Right. Um, and, and I'm seeing the differences, you know, I'm seeing a lot of the differences, honestly. You know, I, I tend to like uh I'm very empathetic towards people. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I tend to think that um other people have had things harder and, and things like that. It's just a natural thing for me to, because I see things from other people's point of view. Um, so I don't know which is true, but I have felt like, gosh, I think it's, I think it's harder when your kids are older. Mm-hmm. You're because like my kids had, they, they've had grief and it's been, it, it's, it's heartbreaking yeah. to have to tell your little kids that oh. their mom died. Yeah. It is. It, I gosh, it like just takes me back to that place. Yeah. And I just want to start weeping. Like right. it was the worst. It was uh-huh. the freaking worst. Um, but we've, you know, we've fought through it together and they are, um, oh, I have a flower going off, sorry. Um, they are susceptible to learning and, um, and they naturally want to be happy and they look to daddy uh, to guide them. And when they see that daddy is being strong, they can be strong. They draw off of me. Um, it is not like that with older kids to the same degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, watching my girlfriend go through it with, with her kids, mm-hmm. you know, just the, the different scenarios and yeah. things that have come up. I'm like, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, I'm like, that is so like crazy that is so hard like having to deal with um you know it's because it's like as a as a parent of a let's say teenager and up they're they're going through the same grief you're going through but and and because they're their own person they're not necessarily looking to you to fix it right um which my kids were you know, they wanted, as long as daddy is still here, like we can, you know what I mean? Of course there was, we've had some really difficult nights. I'm not trying right. to say that it wasn't hard, but, um, you know, but just saying it's they're, they're pliable, they're moldable. Yeah. yeah. I can teach them things and they, they reciprocate and they learn and they, and they do what I show them and they can be taught how to handle things. They don't shut off to me. Like is something else that a lot of older kids do they shut off and they, or they, they, you know, hold their feelings inside. And, and I'm not saying it's not going to come up later in life. I'm not saying it doesn't ever come up. I'm just saying that there is a significant difference between having little kids and having older kids Um, and very noticeable difference. So Mm -hmm. some things are easier, you know, some things are are easier when you have older kids. So I'm not going to say like, it's, you know, for those of you that do have little kids, Oh, I feel you. I feel you that like literally now you are the only one that does everything and there isn't time to yourself. It's, it's all doing things for other people. And uh, so that's hard too, but just as far as like the grief goes is what I'm talking about. So I don't want to make anybody feel like um, that it was easier for them with little kids, just because I kind of have my general take on which one I would rather do. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I would rather do it with little kids, even though my life is harder. I feel like they have um, a little bit of an easier time than say an older kid who's, you know, anyways, you get what I'm saying. I don't even keep rambling on. I feel like I'm, you know, kind of digging this hole that um, somebody might not understand, but that's okay. Like I'm trying my best to clarify what I mean. And um, I know I'm not saying anything negative or whatever, but um, yeah. So anyways, yeah, the, the summary of all this is just like, you do really need to, and I like that analogy. I mean, it was funny. It made me laugh, but like, <laughs> yeah, you can't just sit there next to a flat tire and expect <laughs> it to change itself. It's not going to happen. Right. And then, um, it doesn't mean that you can't sit there and stare at that tire and cry for 20 minutes. True. Um, Good point. But, but, but you're not getting back on the road till you change that tire or yeah. pump up air or put yeah. the little thingy on the thingy and put air in the thingy. <laughs> like I explained it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so anyways, I think that's, uh, I think this is really good for people to hear. And also, um, you can't, you can't put a timeline on it also because, you know, we have a listener like Dwayne, I've mentioned so many times. Um, I just really like that guy. And, um, Dwayne, you know, yes. he made, he made such a good point to us that one time when we asked if anybody had questions or whatever, and, um, just of how much longer he was married than us. Yeah. Like, even though yeah. we felt like we were married a long time compared to a lot of yeah. our peers, yeah. Um, but you know, when he pointed out how long he was married, it was like, yeah, gosh, that would be a whole different thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, even though kids are grown and out of the house and still, but still, like, gosh, then you're like alone, you know, at least I don't know. Yeah. Even though I feel alone a lot of times because my kids are so young, but like at least there's voices in my house, you know. Yeah, and exactly. So, anyway, so it's just it's it's different for everybody, but the yes. main thing we're talking about here is that like we're just busting the myth that like you don't need Busted. to just run out the clock and yeah. for, for things to get better it's not like when you get to oh I can't wait till I get to two years so I can be as happy as Mark and Michelle are you know because first yeah. of all we still have our grief we yeah. um try our best to you know be witnesses to all of you but that doesn't mean that I haven't shed many many tears since we started this podcast right. I've shed many tears since I started dating again I've shed tears for Lacey. I've shed tears for my girlfriend for things mm-hmm. she's going through. Um, it's still an emotional um, journey that we're on. And, um, but, you know, at a, at a certain point, you have to tell yourself like, hey, either, either I, nobody's going to do it for me. Either I need to do it or it's not going to get done. I need to find my healing. So right. that's why a lot of this, you all are already doing it because you're here you're here. Yep. You're yep. listening to this right now. True you're that. already mm-hmm. doing what you're supposed to do. So keep on this pursuit. Um, and you will find healing like you will. It's inevitable. Keep finding hope and resources. And, um, you know, my girlfriend told me something very interesting because she listened to us for a while before her and I started dating. And, um, she said that you and I, uh, gave her permission to laugh again. That's awesome. And, um, you know, made made her feel like, you know, it's okay to laugh and, and several other things that, you know, if I can ever get her to be a guest, um, yes. you know, like, then I don't want to, you know, steal her thunder of her story of, you know, what it was like for her to listen to us. Cause, um, just a heads up, that's going to be one of my questions to you, mystery girl. Um, and by the way, I'm all, we're almost ready. Like, I think she's almost ready. Oh, yay. Awesome might not be mystery girl much longer but I think she <laughs> I think at this point she's kind of holding on to it because she likes being mystery girl yeah, that's cute <laughs> um but uh she's like I kind of like it you know yeah, that's <laughs> like cute. that's cool super cute but um but you know it it took Michelle and I a lot of work so those of you if you're in the beginning and you don't feel like laughing you don't think we're funny you it's think okay. we're dumb and that's okay you know listen to our episode it's okay um, but okay. really go back, go back to the beginning and listen to, yeah. listen to the journey we've been on Yeah, it's and, quite a journey and how much we've progressed and you know, mm-hmm. how much we've grown. So you can hear what I'm talking about that, that this podcast has been helpful to me. So, you know, start your own widow too soon podcast, do it. Do it. Don't we'll call it again. widow too soon. They can't call well, it widow too soon. That won't work. Well, what about, yeah, I widowed don't know. Once I, yeah, I'm not going to widow once. <laughs> that's good i and that's funny because i didn't even notice that i said that i'm all wait what i meant start start your own widowed podcast yeah there <laughs> you go that works um i'm a widow too soon podcast that's funny 
Um, so anyways, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. All right. Speaking well, I, of, you know, you said Tom Hanks. Right. Yeah. Lieutenant to. Dan, ice cream. All right. I'm good. Good. Thanks. That's good. So I think <laughs> we have covered pretty well. Um, <laughs> oh, I love when I get those looks from you. It look, it's like a, it's like a, uh, annoyed mother. <laughs> Come on. You're like, really? Like, really? Did you have to inject that? <laughs> I wasn't annoyed. <laughs> it's just, I was ready to move forward. So yeah, you don't see the things that I see. Sorry. You know? <laughs> I have a very expressive face. Whatever I think comes across in my face has been a problem since I was born. So it's uh, awesome. But there, no, I don't have a, I don't, have a poker I don't get offended. You just like, it is what it is. But anyways, I wasn't annoyed. But look at what I did. I did not even sing Lady Gaga right there. Poker face. Poker face. Poker face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That's, Sorry. that's I, I'm just kidding. Anyways, to wrap it up, I feel wrap like up, yo. really covered this a lot. And I'm just appreciative. Appreciate it. The thesaurus. The other day I the, thought of that. The thesaurus. Literally, I was using a thesaurus to look up a word and I started laughing because we used to say the thesaurus and we haven't said it in like over a year. So I wanted yeah, to bring it back. I forgot about that. Like the whenever thesaurus. we would we would mess up like, a word. It's so hard be... to say it without a list. Yeah, but then, the then it was like our thing. Whenever we messed up a word, we would say the thesaurus. And we hadn't said it, so I had to bring it back. Anyways, side note. Funny. It's so funny because uh, I actually remembered that I did. Again, I know this totally sounds contradictory to what I just said, but I forgot <laughs> about this. I was in the chiropractor office today. Yeah. And there's always, there's this guy that works there and he's always putting um, dad jokes on this little whiteboard oh, no. while you're like, you know, waiting oh, for the chiropractor to see you. The worst. And it said, what is the, um, oh, what was the joke? What is the something, something dinosaur? And it said the thesaurus. Oh, funny. and I thought of it and I started laughing. And I can't believe I forgot when you said that. Well, I brought it back um, but up. But anyways, anyways, you brought it back up. Yeah. The so, thesaurus. Yeah. Um, okay, but I'm going to focus back into what I was saying. Focus. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad you're all here and we are appreciative. What is that look? Did you freeze? No. <laughs> It froze. Oh, okay. It froze on my end. I don't know if like the really I don't know if the audio froze. Oh, I don't know. I was just saying, going back to what I was trying to say earlier, I'm very appreciative yeah. of each one of you that's here listening. Thank you for all the emails and messages. We do read them, even if we don't have time to get back to you. We do appreciate mm -hmm. them. And um and I do owe a couple of you a message back on Facebook. I apologize. We're, you know, we try our best and, right. and I will, my, my plan is still to get back to you. Well, this um, is a volunteer army. Yes. Yes. It's a volunteer army. Yes. If anybody <laughs> wants to volunteer to respond to messages. For right. Us, that'd probably be do awesome. A lot better at no, it. I, I really like them. And I think there's a few, I try to take care of the email. There's a few I need to get to, um, but you know, planning a wedding too. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, you know it keeps you it's a little a busy, bit busy busy time but anyway yeah, i think people understand yeah just please know like don't stop sending us yes, messages we get we them. want to see your messages we do see them yeah. um it's just it's very hard to respond to everything it is it is um, because i because i don't want to give generic answers right i want to give well thought out i want to really read and and you know because some of you tell us these you know very heartfelt yes. vulnerable yes. stories and i don't want to just give a generic um, we're praying for you or whatever, right. like reply. I really want to like reply and, and, you know, care about that. You shared the information with us. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Word. Word. And speaking of that, would you like to pray to close this out? Uh, I guess. No. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I just wanted to throw you for a loop. Okay. <laughs> Lord, we thank you so much for um, the gift of time that you have given us that, you know, that we can choose what to do with it. And just, you know, the gift of having a free will. Um, and I pray for those listening, Lord, that you would um, comfort them and show them um, peace and your love and all the things that you have bestowed upon us. And I pray especially, especially for those uh, in the beginning or those who are still hurting heavily, Lord, that you would just comfort them and bring them peace and joy and let them know that they're not doing anything wrong. And that just because they don't see whatever level of progress um, that they feel like they should have seen by now that it doesn't mean that they're doing anything wrong. I pray that you would help them from this moment forward to 
um, find healing and find reprieve. And, um, but we ask all of these things to be aligned with your will. Um, and, uh, just pray, we pray all collectively for Michelle and Joel, and we pray that the wedding plans, um, would just go smoothly and, um, you know, that you would tremendously and richly bless their marriage. We thank you for bringing Joel to Michelle. Um, and we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you liked this podcast, give us a little bing, five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And if you want to review it, like with words, that's awesome. Yeah, it's too. not going to review itself. You can't just sit there and expect <laughs> and the reviews it. to pop up. Yeah. Like, so if you want to review need to it, actually put in the work. Yes. Sorry. Yes. We would love it. And you can also, we were to say this, if you're not subscribed, hit the little subscribe button. And then every time we do a new episode, boom, it's on your phone. You don't even have to say Boom. I didn't even know. Look, I'm learning things. I didn't even know there was a subscribe really? button. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's because you don't have an iPhone. Maybe it's different on Spotify. Uh, no, I don't Yeah, think I get is. enough of that from my girlfriend. She's always ripping on me that I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> right? Well, like no. it's probably because your phone sucks. <laughs> exactly. I am in agreement with that. But anyways. <laughs> subscribe yeah, and then you get it right away and then that helps our podcast to grow more subscribers more people know blah 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 if you would All like blah, blah, to blahs. yes uh you know get in touch email widow too soon m at gmail.com or the preferred method is because mark takes care of it. no we just see it more i don't know please it's, please facebook messenger facebook messenger widow too send soon. it to mark um also no. there's instagram we don't really get a lot of messages on that one but Sometimes I get I'm them through my logos. In. I don't know. We'll figure it out at some yeah. point. It's, it's okay. Working. You know what? It's this all good. Is we o- make it work. <laughs> we serve the community with this. We're doing our best. Like we we can't align uh, our schedules all the time. So we're trying our best. Yes. yes, we are. So anyways, thanks so much for listening. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. God bless.